2: Hey, this is Matt Stubbs from GA20, and you're listening to Jay Scott at Hook Rocks. Jay Scott, and it is another episode of The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast, recording here on a Sunday, a nice fall day outside of Chicago. It's like 72, the leaves are changing, leaves are falling, it's nice and breezy. Not too many more beautiful days here as we wind down the end of the year in Chicago. For those of you who don't know, the wind can change, or the weather can change in 20 minutes out here, but uh, we are excited for another Great episode. We've got an interesting topic we're going to discuss. As I always mention at the beginning of every episode, I'm part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, or we are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, a great network of music-related podcasts. You can find Pantheon Podcasts on pantheonpodcast.com. Also, check out the app on all your phones, on all your cellular devices, all your mobile devices, Pantheon Podcasts, as well as Pantheon Pods on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't forget to check out The Hook Rocks on all those great platforms as well. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Search up The Hook Rocks. And you can find us on all podcast platforms, all the new and all the old episodes. We've got over 400 of them. And uh, just some great episodes to the month of October. We just had Jax Hollow on the new Music Spotlight. Great new artist. So check her out. Anthony Gomes. Fantastic new album. He talks about it in blues and rock and roll. We just did. Uh, also had Chez Kane, James Lomenzo from Megadeth, Mark Tremonti talking the new Alter Bridge. We had Orianti on in the middle of the month, as well as our top albums from July through September. Some other great new music spotlights. Mike Quipti from Desert of Talking Shadows. We remembered Van Halen with Matt Wake. Uh, we had Sam Bam Colton. We had Matt Gabbs from The Ravagers and Tuck Smith, Tyler Bryant, and also Bourbon House, another great new music spotlight as well. So we've been busy, and we're going to be busy in the month of November as well. Don't forget to set your app to automatic download so you get all the latest episodes right to your phone. You can listen to them during your commute to work while you're doing some stuff outside or if you just want to tune out the world, uh, we can certainly help you do that. So check out some of my friends also on Pantheon Podcast, like. Tom and Zeus on Shout Out Loudcast, Carmen Peace and Vinny Apice on the Hanging and Banging podcast, Mistress Carrie out in Boston, Chris and Aaron on Decibel Geek. They're getting ready for the Rockin' Pod in March in in Nashville as well. And uh, Matt from the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast. Also some great podcasts outside of Pantheon that I'm a big fan of like all things blues and southern rock. Love that podcast, the Itch Rock and Radio podcast. Great, uh, great group of guys there too as well. Um, so many others. The name Pop, Pot of Thunder. Always love uh, their episodes. Got great stuff going on. And without further ado, let's get into our new episode here, and it's one that I have been very passionate about. I've been seething under the surface over the last month because I've known I want to do this episode for several weeks now because I'm pretty fired up about it. And The more I think about it, the more aggravated I get about it. And I'd like to welcome no one. No one will have a better grasp on this episode than my next guest. She's been on before. It's Christine Eagle, and we're talking why the algorithm and why TikTok are fucking up music mainly rock music what's going on christy how are you hi
1: jay thanks for that and it's great to be back and um always love to talk business with you on uh, music business with you but i do want to say that one of the five episodes that you did not mention which is my favorite probably of the years with andy wood i actually listened to that twice uh, i recommend all your listeners uh, the audience go and listen to that one go find it it is absolutely a stellar uh pod and he has a lot to say about music and uh just definitely check that one out so yeah, yeah you been I kill-
2: really enjoyed that interview with him he was awesome as you know just a great uh just a great interview absolutely oh, yeah.
1: And so immensely talented. Yeah. So we're going to talk, we're going to smack down on TikTok today.
2: (laughs) Well, it's a couple of things because technology and these social media platforms, streaming platforms, any type of platform you get music or content on are becoming more and more algorithm based. So what does that mean when I say the algorithms are fucking up music and rock music? We're going to get to TikTok because there's plenty to cover to talk about TikTok. But I really think we should tackle the algorithm thing first because that sure? kind of feeds into TikTok. Oh, yeah. The algorithm basically is two-sided. Okay. So if you're the listener, you get stuck in an algorithm based on your music or listening pattern patterns, I should say. So if you're listening to a type of music, you're only going to get recommendations or music's going to pop up based on what you're listening to. Okay? And on one hand, that sounds great. Like wow, I'm going to be able to hear some music that I I you know that, that's similar to mine that's recommended. However, there's more negative to positive on it. And why is it negative? Why am I saying that this is not a good thing? Especially for rock music, because one of the reasons why rock music has, is so far behind pop music and rap music is because it doesn't hit the algorithms like those other genres have. Because the amount of listeners is way less than those other two forms of music. And how do we get here? Right. Well, the reason why there's not a lot of listeners is because of the algorithm, because the Mm -hmm. algorithm boxes people in to only a certain type of music. So if pop music is the most popular hence pop music and rap music is right behind it, those people are only going to hear pop music are only going to hear rap music and they're not going to hear anything else. They're not going to be exposed to anything else. Okay, so. That is why it's bad, because rock music especially is all about the journey. It's all about the discovery. It's all about the wonder of music, because there's no limitations to what rock music really gives you. There's limitations on pop. There's limitations with with rap. I mean, you can only do so many different style of beats and so many different types of samples before it's it's all done, But when you hear rock music, you hear different variations of what is happening. And corporate America or corporate music or corporate America in music is very, has become very anti-rock because they don't believe that there's enough people listening to it. However, when you go to a show like the stadium tour over the past summer, like a lot of these shows, I just went to Marcus King last week. And four thousand seater, absolutely packed. I went to Iron Maiden at the beginning of the month, twenty five thousand people at the United Center, ninety five percent full. Scorpions and Thunder Mother, ninety percent full. Stadium tour, close to eighty five to ninety percent full on most nights. So if the if 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 rock music is not doesn't have all these listeners, it doesn't have the audience. Why are all these people going to these shows? It's because the algorithm doesn't apply to rock fans because they do their own thing. Okay. However, it's hurting younger bands because when you listen to ACDC, when you listen to Motley Crue, when you listen to Led Zeppelin, you're going to get a revolving door of classic uh, rock music. You're not going to get anything else. Yeah. How does it it fuck things up for the new bands on the (laughs) other side? I have bad news for you. (laughs) Yeah. So in order to get into an algorithm, which is ever-changing on every platform, it goes from month to month. They change the way they design the algorithm, the program. And if you don't have somebody on your team full-time, engaged on social media, working the algorithms, you're going to fall behind and you're going to wonder how come i was getting so many followers last month and now i'm down 60% this month or 70% because the algorithms changing and they don't tell you and you've got to figure it out.
1: Well, yeah, artificial intelligence.
2: It's yeah, it's totally so yeah, like Christy said, it's artificial intelligence. Basically, in a nutshell, to kind of kind of just wrap it all up into one sentence. There is a computer program determining what you listen to And if you're a band or an artist, there's a computer program determining who's going to listen to you. Okay. And I don't care what you think about the music you listen to or the music you're playing. That's pretty fucked up.
1: Oh, well, um, you know, the labels are chasing algorithms. So one of the things that's really, you said it right there. So um, algorithms actually throttle discovery. It, it's it's a it's a gatekeeper for you. It's you know if you if you like a particular genre and you've liked two or three songs, the artificial intelligence behind it, it machine learning, is going to say, oh, okay, this person likes this music, and we're going to feed it to them on a steady fr- stream, and that's all they're going to get, right? And not only uh, deep machine learning and artificial intelligence and algorithm, which is the result of deep machine learning and AI. Not only that, they're using psychoanalytics demographics. So they not only know what you like, they know how you feel, what you think, what music makes you feel good. Which, so they're really, you know, diving in. It's called predictive index, right? It's predictive analysis. It's knowing enough about you from the data that it's collecting on you all over the internet. Unlike when you're in a good mood, when you're in a bad mood, what you're thinking, are you hanging out with your friends? It really is that deep. It really does kind of get into your, into your brain and your life and know exactly kind of like what you're doing. And that's, that's one of the things that TikTok does better than anybody else. But, um, so say you would love Marcus King, but you've never clicked on a blues rock. Maybe you like, you know, um, eighties metal or, or whatever it is you're listening to, but you would like that you're never going to hear it it's never going to be served up to you ever so right there artificial intelligence and algorithms is throttling discovery and so "Oh, you know, this person only likes happy upbeat contemporary you know blues rock or well whatever it is there you get pigeonholed real uh, very early With a service, say you're on Spotify or say you're on Amazon and you keep liking songs. The machine goes, oh, that's what they like. Oh, and they like this kind of music in the morning. So they must be in a good mood. And that's really kind of how deep it is. They are designing programs that really know who you are and what you want to hear. And that's what they're going to serve to you. And there's in that particular window. Driven by code, basically, You are not going to have any room for discovery. You might like Goodbye June. You might like Tyler Bryant. You might like Larkin Poe. You might like uh, Thunder Mother. But if the machine thinks you're not going to like it or it might upset your mood to recommend it, (laughs) literally, they're not going to serve it to you. They're not going to say they're not going to suggest it. You're not going to see that on any of your social media platforms. Because what's happening...
2: And it's ever-changing, right? It's ever-changing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: So the, the new buzzword now is song economy. So all the streamers are looking for songs. They're not looking for artists. They're not looking for albums. They're not looking for EPs. They're not looking to create and develop artists. Everybody is chasing the song economy. And that is like the new buzzword, song economy. So the song economy is that a whole bunch of people sit around in a room and look at data and find out which songs are resonating. And then they're going to make more songs like that and put it out. And that's where we got that artificial song, you know, the AI guy who had the the song out and uh, got signed to a label and it was immediately dry, records, but- got signed
2: to Capitol Records.
1: Wasn't wasn't dropped because it was a uh, computer program was um, dropped because he wasn't he was a, a black guy with blue eyes. And yeah. that was not racial our world. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so, I mean, that's really where we're at. And we have people, at, you know, Universal and Warner and what have you sitting around trying to figure out the song economy. And so the song economy is replacing everything is, you know, there'll still be artist development and there'll still be albums and there'll still be EPs. But for the general masses, I'm telling you, the record labels want to automate this as quickly and easily as they can. And using predictive indexing, they can say, oh, this song is going to hit all the algorithms, you know, for this week or today, whatever the algorithm is, the algorithm of the day is. And they're going to put out a hundred more songs like that. Songs, song, song, songs. So, you know, for the young, um, like your son who wants to discover music, you know, he may not have the opportunity because he, he he'll be on his socials liking all the things that he likes. And they're going to say, well, this is what he likes. We're going to keep him in this lane and he's never going to hear, you know, anybody else because that's not the song economy. Right.
2: To compare it to what people may know and I, again, I don't know if people know this, but it's like that with the news that you absorb and the news that you are fed to to kind of put it like what what is determined what news you get. I don't want to get in a political rant because that's not the point of this 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 point what I'm about to say. but what you click on, And what you read for your news source, you, that's all you will get. Okay. You're not going, you, you're not going to get both sides anymore. Right. People wonder why news is the way it is right now. It's because they've got it down to an algorithm because they're speaking to people that only will watch them and watch their content or something similar. Right. Exactly. But when someone says, when you're talking to someone who's, let, let's say, another on the other side of the aisle with a political view, they don't understand what you're talking about. And neither will you when they start telling you stuff, because you're only reading a certain narrative, a certain point of view, because the algorithm has picked up on your reading habits. So you're not getting both sides of an issue, Okay. That's why that that's one of the main many reasons why things are fucked up in their country, because we yeah. are only absorbing one side always because of an algorithm. Okay. And that's very similar to what's happening with music. You're only going to get one genre. Why does pop music all sound the same these days? When you think of pop music back in the eighties, you know, you think of bands like you know Duran Duran or Men at Work and Madonna and Michael Jackson, and they all had a unique sound. Right? They wouldn't have made it through the algorithms. No, yeah, was, because there was no algorithm. So now, like, if you hear one pop song, you've heard them all because pop music is so so married to the algorithm because oh, yeah. they know if you like a, a pop song right now, that if they come out with something similar, you're going to like that because it sounds oh. like that. So that's oh, yeah. why it's like that. That's why it's all digitized and, 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 and sounds sure. there's all drum tracks and this and that, and every song has the same type of earworm in the, each section of the song. It's because they're manipulating the fuck out of you. Right? Oh, yeah. Well,
1: in this, so what, in, in the song economy, so it's driven, I'm uh, fragmented by the algorithm, right? So the song now is the central currency, right. right? It's not the artist, it's not the writer, it's not the publisher, it's not the label, it's none of that. The song is now the currency, right and so now what we have is music marketers just like you said trying to figure out and design to the algorithm and they don't want and the algorithm keeps changing uh so they're chasing the song economy right now so you're right if you like one song you're going to hear a thousand more almost exactly like it because it's the song it's the machines know the algorithm knows that's what you like you're not going to get anything else. And so, you know, everybody who's, um, making money off of this, at, at, at the corporation level, they know it. And so they've got, you know, if you look at the job ads of who these people are hiring and I have, and they're hiring, you know, people who do artificial intelligence and they want data scientists and they want people who uh, can analyze and create algorithms that will, uh, make even more profitable i don't know the song economy i mean that's their job that's what they're doing that's who these companies are hiring right they're not hiring artists and performers and writers no they're hiring computer coders and people who really understand deep machine learning basically so that they can make money off of what we like and don't like (laughs) you know and so what we like, we're just going to keep getting more and more and more of, and they're going to become more and more profitable, is they are absolutely chasing the algorithm. There's no other way to say it. That's exactly what they're doing.
2: To kind of bring back what you said, I think it was last year when we were talking about some type of technology in the music industry. It's, it is a tech industry now. It's part of the tech industry. There's no yeah. doubt. Uh, the music yeah. industry no longer exists.
1: Yeah.
0: As
2: we know it. It's now all tech, it's all programming, it's all coders. And the sad thing about it is it's only going to be more and more like that. It's it's driving towards that. There's nothing that's really gonna stop it. I don't I don't foresee anything because now everyone's kind of trapped in their own bubble of music because and that's and, and and what what do artists depend on? Stream numbers, right? View numbers. So if you've got a similar song. To another pop artist, how do these pop artists become so popular? Because the streaming services recommend these songs, and then people play these songs, and that's how they get these streams. It doesn't matter if they're good or not. Most of them aren't,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? Most pop artists today have very little talent compared to the pop artists of yesterday. They don't write their own music. Very few write their own music. Um, they have like thirty songwriters on. On uh, on a song, and <laughs> it's way overproduced. It's the, the auto tune. It's auto tune the shit. Right.
1: everything's yeah. all, My first thing is like they don't even sing. You don't even have to sing. Okay. And we're gonna to be-
2: get we're gonna get that, to that with TikTok in just a bit. I had a conversation with an artist a couple months ago, and I'm not gonna mention who because it was off the record. Okay, but they said. They when they were getting a record deal for their album, there was a there was a committee of people, and they were like, "Yeah, this your music fits our algorithms." Oh, and
1: all yep. well, they He dang. said, "I
2: should have ran when <laughs> they <said that." laughs> So, to the artists out there who are striving for that big record deal, which I don't think you should ever strive for. You should strive for a management deal. That's a whole other conversation we've had, but. If you're ever in a room and they start talking to you about algorithms, you've got two decisions. You can either get up and walk out and keep your creative freedom. Okay. And find someone who aligns to what you want as an artist and what you want to accomplish. Or you can sell yourself to the devil.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. But unlike uh, Robert Johnson's devil, your devil's going to be a server with a data scientist running it,
2: you exactly. know? Exactly. <laughs> You're not going to talk to anybody about creating music. You're going to talk to people about algorithms. So every song that they're going to want you to write has to have a certain algorithm in your song so they can put it on the album. Just oh, know absolutely. that if you ever have to make that decision, there are two things you can do. You can either walk up and say, you know what, this isn't for me. Keep your creative creative freedom, do an independent record or find a label that aligns to what you want or become part of the tech industry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One or the other. I mean, the other it's that's what it is. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, every article I, I did for this research was, you know, marketers because, you know, music marketers are very powerful now. That's, you know, marketing and music is um probably the marketing department started to like put up posters and point of sale, you know, splashes and what have you. Now marketers are all about algorithms and streams and what's clicking and the song economy and that's their job. So any meeting that you take discussing your music is going to have somebody from marketing, you know, and it's also going to have somebody from their uh, algorithm department, whatever they're calling it, data science research or whatever name they call it. But, the, all those people are going to be at the table and they're all there just because they know that this one song you have has the algorithm they need and they want you to make a whole bunch of more songs just like it because that's what sells and that's what they're going to make money on. You know, do, you, uh, every conversation goes back to follow the money. These companies have stockholders, they're corporations. They are beholden to make money. That's their only job is to make money. So if all the marketers and have found a new way to make money with the song economy and, you know, you, you record, you get it out there, it's a hit, and then you do it again and again and again and again. And what do you do? You just change the name of the artist, you know? That's it.
2: Two points I want to make before we move on to how TikTok relates to this is, number one, why is classic rock? so popular and why does you know why does no new rock exists on regular radio there's no exposure for new rock how many times have people said they say to me all the time new rock sucks i can't find any new music well why can't you find any new rock music because it's suppressed by the algorithm because Mm -hmm. it doesn't hit the algorithms of 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 what's out there now think about what you love in music, in rock music, you love the ACDCs, you love the Led Zeppelins, you love the Metallicas, you love the Van Halens, etc. There are plenty of new bands, and I've said this so many times on this podcast, that are just as good as the bands that have preceded them. Okay? Well, why don't you hear of them? Well, rock radio no longer exists anymore. It's either talk radio, political talk radio, sports talk, uh christian spanish radio has
1: language. become very big what's that
2: spanish language spanish speaking radio classic rock and country there's usually one classic rock station in every market they play the same 50 songs over and over again throughout the day but there's no there's no new rock music podcasts essentially what we do here and what others do on their podcasts have really become the 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 forefront of what of exposing people to new rock. I mean, I can count dozens of podcasts that are out there that promote new music. There's a lot of social media platforms. There's a lot of Twitter pages and Facebook pages. That's really where you're going to find new rock, but you're not going to find on the radio. You're not going to hear it on any popular platform. You're going to have to go find it. Coincidentally, whenever Someone says that to me, that new rock sucks. I play them a few songs from some new rock bands. Oh, wow, this is pretty good. How come I haven't heard this? It's the same reaction every time. <laughs> same fucking reaction every time. Okay? You're not hearing it because they're, they don't want you to hear it because it doesn't hit an algorithm. They want to keep you in a box. And we've I've talked about it before, the vacuum that exists because of classic rock and the legacy artists that are touring. Those legacy artists are not going to be around forever. Who's going to be the bands that are going to take on those stadiums and those arenas and those big, big theaters. That's still yet to be determined. There are some bands that are growing and working the grind. And I think they're on their way, but it's a lot harder to do so than it was years ago. Another point I want to bring up. He said it on my show. When I had him and Gernika Mancini from Thunder Mother, it's Nick Reese from Joyous Wolf. He's like, rock and roll. We, who cares if it's fuck does if it's not mainstream? Who cares? Because he knows, and now I believe it. He brought me to Jesus when it comes to rock <laughs> and roll. Because if rock and roll becomes mainstream, and it becomes corporate rock, everything is going to sound the same because of the algorithms. So rock is where it needs to be. Look at all the different types, styles, and types of bands that are out there existing rock because they don't hit the algorithm and they're left alone. They're on record labels that are either independent or they're on record yeah. labels that share their vision. Okay. So that's why. That's why it's suppressed because it doesn't hit the algorithm. It does not Se- hit the algorithm. Segwaying into TikTok. And why TikTok sucks and it's killing music. I remember people would rant and rave. Oh, TikTok is the way to go. TikTok is the future for rock. It's killing rock. Yeah. Okay? Every rock artist that is out there, if you ask them if they like posting the TikTok, they will all say they fucking hate it. And excuse my language on this episode. I've said the F word probably way more times than I've, <laughs> because I'm so fired up because I'm so pissed. About the yeah. manipulation and about all this crap. Yeah, I agree. They, they, TikTok is ruining rock music. Okay. Every artist that I've ever asked if they like posting stuff to TikTok, hate it. They hate having to build this content. They, they feel like it's a machine. They got to produce this content over and over again every day. No matter if they're eating soup or taking a shit, they got to freaking post it on TikTok. Okay. And here's how it also sucks because you've got all these people playing guitar and these, and that's great, right? It's great to see young people playing guitar and playing yeah. or playing all these songs, but these people are getting signed
0: to mm-hmm. record
2: deals
1: mm-hmm.
2: based on the fact that they're playing a cover guitar riff. They're covering a guitar riff or a song. They've never written a song. They've never played live. They just sit in their house in their bedroom. And because they've got so many TikTok followers, uh-huh. guess what? They're getting signed to record deals where they'll never write their own music. No. Yep. Okay. Because they've got 30 writers already. They'll have them conform to an algorithm. But guess what? That follower or those 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 million followers that you have on TikTok, they believe are gonna buy your music because they all follow you and they all listen to whatever you did because it's based on the algorithm. Okay. That's another, that's another fucked up. Look, look at all the bands that are out there sweating it, grinding it, making music, struggling, making awesome music. But you got some cute girl in a dress playing guitar. Well, let's sign her because she's got, you know, 500,000 TikTok followers or a million TikTok followers. She can't play it. She's never written any of her own stuff or he's never written any of her own stuff. But let's fucking sign them because, hey, maybe... of those people will buy their music or listen to their music. That's where we're at with everything.
1: Well, that you just described the song economy and, and TikTok is one of the major drivers for this new um, music distribution system that we find ourselves in. That is the song economy. You don't have to have talent. You don't have to have written a song. You don't have to know anything besides CD and G maybe on the guitar, but if your song hits and it hits all those algorithm buttons, uh, yeah, they're signing you. And yeah, they're going to put out songs until the next algorithm comes out tomorrow and they're going to sign the next one because that algorithm hit it even bigger and that song is going to be even bigger. And it's about song development. It's about getting the money you can on that song, right? Because if you think somebody is going to pay $35 or 40 or in LA $125 to go see a TikTok star who can can't sing, can't play the guitar, doesn't really have a band um you know i don't know about that you know so they have to make their money where they can
3: mm-hmm. on
1: the song and they are signing tiktok stars you know they probably signed a thousand while we were since we started this conversation you know that's how fast tiktok is moving they are swooping in on this and all the labels know it and they're like oh wow this okay yeah we're all in they're all in you know, they got people in rooms figuring this shit out. They're running models, you know, on on the financials, on this, on the song economy. That's basically where we're at,
2: you know? So, so, so think twice next time you want to like a TikTok video or post a TikTok video. Know that that is harming the bands and artists that are out there struggling and grinding it. To make real music, write a real song, sing live. And, you know, they're also signing influencers, whether it's Instagram or TikTok, that don't even play music. No. Don't even play music. They're signing these influencers because, hey, they've got 2.1 million followers on Instagram. Let's sign a record deal. We'll put them in a studio, auto-tune the fuck out of it with 30, with 30 songwriters on our staff and find that earworm algorithm. And, boom, we'll have a number one song. Never, they'll never play live, or else nope. if they'll play live, they'll lip-sync, which has now become yep. accepted, right? Yep. Tracking and lip-sync is yep. now accepted in, yep. in music. There was just a band that couldn't perform because their they're, they're, they're fucking uh, laptop? laptop broke. Yeah. Think about that. Their yeah. laptop broke, and they don't know their instruments well enough and their songs well enough. Yeah.
1: So, so they yeah. can't play a show. Oh, yeah, you can see where we're at. That's where we're at. You know? I mean, that's where we're at. And so TikTok is the best at it. And so I will tell you a little bit about TikTok. Or the worst
2: of it. <laughs>
1: <TikTok>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So TikTok, you know, is owned by ByteDance. I uh, originally was a uh, a service in China called Dion. I I don't know if I said that correctly. Um but um it became really popular there, and of course, it jumped over here. And the major demographics are twelve to thirty-four year olds, but they're mainly like eighteen to twenty-four. But it, it skews young too. So you have to realize a lot of the song economy is being driven by tweens—you know, twelve-year-olds, thirteen-year-olds, fourteen-year-olds. Um, and what happens when you go on TikTok? They are using predictive indexing. They have mastered this. This is why they are so good at it. They figured out right away how to figure out people's moods. You don't even really have to like anything on TikTok. You just have to open an account and they'll throw a couple suggestions at you based on like your age and your demographic, where you live and make some assumptions and start sending you one or two songs. You like one or two videos over on TikTok. And the next thing you know, you're being fed up exactly what you like because that's how... Um, how it's programmed I mean artificial intelligence is pretty deep these days and it can figure out what you like instantly and you're off to the races and so the one thing that um, TikTok has done differently than the other services is you know when you make a YouTube video you have to make it and then upload it and if you're it's a music video you have to have it created and content so they have content creators and then you upload it. So the thing about TikTok is that the users are the content creators you make your content in the app and, you know, they have duets and they have all these kind of things that you, you can do in the app. So you're essentially making your own little music videos directly in the app, right? And they figured out people love that. And one of their goals is to make music um, creation accessible to everyone. That's one of their goals. So they want to take, you know they they don't want you to have to have a band to be uh, a music sensation. They don't want you to have to grind it out and uh, build a fan base and um you know toured on in your van. They don't they don't think that that's relevant anymore. They think that everybody should be able to create music and they want you to do it in their app because it's driven by the song economy and. Uh, So, you know, and just so you guys know that, um, uh, you know, we've talked about it before, TikTok is um, pretty much owned by the Chinese Communist Party. Um, The board of directors uh, for ByteDance, one of the leading members on the board, is a member of the Communist Party. And they say that they have a hands-off approach to it. Uh, further research, uh, discovered by me, and it's easy. You can just go on the internet and do some research. Uh, TikTok gathers more data analytics than any other service out there, and it, and it is from it's the how do I want to say this? I want to say their bosses demand that their number one goal is data extraction, data collection, and extraction. That is one of the primary goals of TikTok is our data. That is, this is one of the reasons why TikTok exists. It is what they do. It is why they are there. They are here to collect data on their users. And if they don't, they get fired. Or well, you know,
2: well, who knows what what happens. To
1: them, <laughs> <laughs> how do you get fired from the Chinese Party? But anyway, um, that's what they do. They are the single largest data collector, you know, uh, out there for, as far as all the streamers go, and their their data that's that's their directive. That's their prime directive. That's what they do.
2: When you think of what you just said, that is. Even beyond music, because they're collecting data, they're able to collect data on where you're going, what you're doing, what you're listening to, when you sleep, all that stuff.
1: How you feel, who your friends are, do you have a pet? Are you educated? Do you like school? Are you smoking? Fan? They have, they know everything about you.
2: So, so if are I don't want to be conspiratorial, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into that. But I will say this: if there was a government. Who's looking to manipulate the society of one of their enemies? <laughs> how would they go about doing that? Collecting <laughs> data. Okay, I'll just leave it. There.
1: Well, here's my research: ByteDance uh, CEO, board seats, um, shares, and ByteDance CCP government requires companies to provide detailed info and data from each tech that the each tech companies so like TikTok would be, you know, the one for quote unquote. National security and intelligence
2: sharing. Yeah.
1: That's their business. That's the business of TikTok.
2: And there's also been talk of legislation because I know there's been a few congressmen and senators that have expressed concern about this because it seems to just be there's no stopping it. And I know, you know, like, like the, the, the middleman company, if you will, says, oh, we're hands-off, has nothing to do with it, but the data suggests otherwise. So there's a very good chance at some point TikTok can be off platforms like Google mm-hmm. and Apple at some point. You won't be able to get that app on those phones. Now I'm sure there'll be something that can replace it eventually, but but that's a very real possibility that huh. if if things really start to go even more are more troubling with with China as they are now, and more information comes out on what they're doing, you could find that TikTok could go away. Myself, oh. I, I would be not. I would be nothing. Would make me happier to see that go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I don't have TikTok. I think I set up an account and deleted it. So, but yeah. they already got. Which sucks. Uh, TikTok, so uh, as far as legislation goes, um, uh, I don't know, it got banned from federal devices. So in 2019 or 20, uh, the first round of legislation was they wanted banned from all federal employees' personal devices and work devices and laptops and servers. So the, uh, the US federal government said no thanks. Now it's got kicked back to court. Um, it's kind of in limbo, but I think it's going to come down where TikTok is going to be permanently banned from any federal employees' devices and any federal devices whatsoever. TikTok will be completely banned. There's legislation that's been introduced by a legislator in Illinois um, that he, he's in, uh, been behind this, but there's also some other legislation that like you said, are trying to deplatform it and get it banned from Apple and Google Play and other devices and the, uh, other um, uh, services in the U.S. where it's just not going to be available. You know, um, we'll see what's going to happen with that because it's, you know, it's the legal system and, Where it goes, and there's a lot, you know, of course, the tech companies have a lot of money and a lot of lawyers and a lot of lobbyists. So, you know, it's kind of an uphill battle. However, you know, if they're banning it from federal government devices, you have to stop and think, well, why would they do that? Did they ban Amazon and Spotify and Facebook and Instagram? I don't think they're banned. Why is that? I mean, because they collect just as much data. Facebook is, you know, the metaverse, whatever they, they're calling themselves now. Um, they're collecting data on us just as, I mean, voraciously as TikTok. But you have to stop and like, well, who owns TikTok ultimately at the end of the day? who Who is this company, you know, beholden to? Who do they answer to? Who pays, who's on their check? Who's on their paycheck? you know, where's the information going? Right. It's not going to Mark Zuckerberg and his weird metaverse. That's not where it's going. Yeah. No, that's not where it's going. So if the federal government, you know, and I'm no big big fan of so, but um, if they're like, that's one step too far for us, they have to know, you know, what's available out there. I found it that, you know, they're gathering, they're there to gather data. The whole music creation thing is the way they're doing it. The whole TikTok video, I mean, the algorithm is just uh, enhancing their ability to collect data. Now, you know, other companies like record companies are trying to get in on the action and going, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, we can make some money off this, you know, 18 year old girl who can't sing whatsoever, but she's got like, you know, Two million hits on this song—that's not very good. Well, of course they're going to get in on it because you know they're they're looking at their bottom line, and not necessarily thinking, "Oh, well, all of this data that the song is collecting is going over to the communist Chinese part." I mean, they're not—they don't really think like that, right? So, what is the consumer supposed to do, right? If I had kids, which I don't, there is no way they would be on TikTok.
2: Absolutely not. It would be well, completely. If- that that's the next point because there was a big big to do in the UK, yeah, because of the mental health problems that are being associated with TikTok, how they're oh. manipulating kids and how the how depression, you know, it has in uh, I'm, I'm sorry, how depression has has increased and yeah. mental health issues. You know, for those that were concerned about mental health issues during the pandemic of kids not going to school. Uh, if your kids got TikTok, you may want to look into that. You may want to you may want to look into why they may have a mental health issue because of their time on social media. All, oh, I'm going to say
1: absolutely. Well, the other thing is that TikTok is um, potentially uh, there's been. I don't think the uh, judgment has come down, but they're being sued in um, England for 27 million pounds for failure to protect children. And I dug into that a little bit and I'm like, well, there this, this this is this is for young people. That's what TikTok is for. That is their target audience, is, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds, right? So what happened why they're getting fined and this might they might lose this is because they um, have a lot of laws in the UK protecting data for children under 13. So they found out that the data they were using and collecting their data from eight to 13-year-olds like since the beginning of TikTok. And so whenever that was, they I have that in here somewhere. They've been collecting data for children where it's not legal to collect data on eight to 13-year-olds. So they're collecting their data. And that is illegal. And so we'll find out what happens with this lawsuit. But, you know, I don't think TikTok has got a lot of room to stand because they literally have been collect. This is all they do. You know, they have a pretty interface, but they're there to collect your data. And they're collecting your children's data. They know what cereal they like. Now they have these things uh, TikTok has led to. Infomercial advertising. We we've we've talked about that where the commercial is a music video, but it's really a commercial collecting data on your kids. These are all directed for children like eight to 15 years old.
2: And what happens when you're collecting data on people that young, you're able to manipulate them Mm -hmm. as they get older, Mm -hmm. Uh, have them absorb the information you want the way you want them to absorb it and yep. the way it's fed to them yeah it's it's scary when you think of how social media how we're all connected now with it how we're all reliant on it how it's become so habitual in our everyday life of what's tweeting what's posting on facebook instagram TikTok, and how it's being used almost against us and i and i am not a conspiracy person at all i'm really not i i, I believe in what i see i believe in reality um I, you have to have proof that you know before you make a statement in my book you have to well, have
1: evidence yeah i think that i think that we're Find some proof in these court cases. Yes. And and, and and the evidence
2: is overwhelming with with the data that's being collected on everything you do. I I think I was telling you this a couple weeks ago. I was watching a a college football game with my son. And my son was like, what's the largest college football stadium? I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up. So I go on my phone and I type in, what is the biggest? And the rest of the sentence was college football stadium.
1: Yeah. They're listening to you. And, yeah, I'm like, part-
2: and that was like three seconds. I was like, like three to yeah. 10 seconds before I started typing it in. I'm like, dude, yeah. that's really weird. Like how, how yeah. did they complete that sentence based on like nothing that I had done before or looked up anything before on my phone. And they were basically completing the sentence for on the conversation. I was just having. Well,
1: yeah. I think we've all had that experience. And, and if we've all collectively had that experience there's one conclusion, you can draw. You know, right? They have a uh, the microphone is on your phone. You know, and I uh, and uh it's there for a reason. So, I mean, you know, well, uh, you know, I hope that there's more court cases. I would really like to see some light shined on this because I think American parents or just the parents in general, and not just Americans. They're busy, you know. And TikTok is like a thing on the phone for a kid, and who cares? A
0: babysitter.
2: You
1: yeah, you're making stupid videos, whatever. Leave me alone. I'm busy. I'm working, whatever. And yeah, and you know, the two years of them at home. Yeah, of course. It's the TikTok like grew exponentially. And the thing is, is TikTok has the most sticky time, right? So people watch it the longest. You know, of course their demographics skew so young, right? And if you're eight or nine, you're probably not on Facebook. You're probably not on this. You're probably not. You're going to be on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I would love to, to see the conclusion of this uh, case in the UK. And I would love to see exactly what kind of data was being collected on these kids and how many and where exactly it was going. <laughs> well, I kind of know where it was going. But, um, you know, the, and to go back to is this helping new musicians and new, you know, all the new rock bands that are over on TikTok? Is this helping them?
2: I don't know. I I don't know if we can really answer that because is there a correlation of TikTok popularity with people going to see these bands live? Is there, is there, I mean, has that been defined yet? Everyone says, Oh, yeah, it'll help you, but I haven't seen anything where there's proof in that statement. Right. You may have a lot of followers and you may have a lot of views on a on a on a video. But that's not necessarily helping you because, as we all know, you know, whether it's Twitter, I think now Facebook does it, Instagram, they all do it. So you're, you, you, you make a video that automatically plays on your page and you're scrolling down. If you're scrolling through your feed with all the other people that you follow or like or whatever, they start pl- automatically playing. That's a view. Okay. That's, it- that's not a true engagement. Okay, a true engagement is your likes and your retweets, okay, and your comments. Of automatic view, yeah, you can have a hundred, five hundred, five thousand views on a video, but if you retweet it enough or enough people retweet you, it's gonna keep showing up in all these people's feeds, not necessarily listening to it, just scrolling by it. So when someone says TikTok helps artists, it's 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 the new way for for new artists. I don't know if we've seen Enough proof to really warrant that. Maybe for a pop artist who's got five million dollars, but for a young rock band who's fighting that algorithm that we talked about earlier, I don't know if it's really worth it for a young band. I mean, would a young band, you know, get have the success they have without TikTok? I think a young rock band, yeah. You know, someone asked me, "Why don't I post links?" To my podcast on TikTok, and I go. Let me get this straight. You want me to post a thirty to forty-five second link because people's attention spans are too too small, too low, and they're going to listen to an hour podcast episode. i'm oh, not going to do that. They're, a, young, a person's going to go. Like, oh, this is too long. That's where we're at in society. Attention spans oh. just suck right now. Oh my god! But
1: well, as we say, as we're talking, um. But when I started researching this project, and then to a couple of days ago, so TikTok is releasing their latest thing, um, which is um, their TikTok creates music or music creator. I forget the name. It has music. It's a platform now that they're releasing where bands and musicians and and artists can go on, and um, it's. I think they want to take on Spotify or, or you know, um, and they're promote you'll see the promotions they're going to come out um where it's the new thing in music where you can go over and be a, a star or i mean a, a real legitimate music star because it's called music right TikTok music and um it's it's separate from their other feeds and i <laughs> i'm shaking my head i'm kind of speechless i'm like oh really <laughs> okay, well we'll see how this plays out, you know, but again, how much is it gonna help an emerging rock band? I don't know. You know, they all yeah. feel
2: it's oh, almost you- it's almost like it's it's like it's social media, it's like the the American Idol um on social media. And mm-hmm. I always like to remind people how many people on the voice or on American Idol are household names? Right. One, Carrie Underwood,
1: okay, Kelly Clarkson,
2: and Kelly Clarkson, right? I can think Yeah, I name, name, name. I mean, I mean, I can name people, but but you know, I, I can name a few others. But to the average listener, name name five people that are household names in that have been on those shows. And again, it's all it's all on the show. It's a whole different platform, enter the entertainment side of things, but. This whole TikTok music thing—it's—it's it's like this is what young kids are believing. What it takes to be a rock star or a music star. This is not
1: well. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't see they—they they want to um, level the playing field where anybody can be. Why do American we want
2: to level the playing field? Why? They, I don't want to level the playing field.
1: They—they they want to—they want to eliminate barriers to creating music. And they want everybody to have the opportunity to write a song or be a star or whatever. They they want to eliminate it's the, all the-
2: It's the it's the participation trophy equivalent <laughs> to the participation trophy. Why do we want to level the playing field? Why do we want to you know get rid of the barriers? Those barriers exist for people that are good, right? <laughs> right. I mean, like you hear some stuff that's on these streaming platforms, and you're like, man. That's not good. That's just not. And yeah, as Eddie Trunk said on my show, technology is great because anyone can get their music out there. But it's also bad because anyone can get their music out there. Right. I mean, that's what
1: TikTok wants.
2: No. That's what they want. Ruining a complete industry by doing that.
1: I mean, their whole idea is that, see, you know, they're different from the other ones because you create your music video and your content within their app. Right. So they they want you to be able to produce a little music video in their app. You don't have to have a camera. You don't have to have production values. You don't have to have a song. You don't have to have a songwriter. You don't have to have a copyright. You don't have to have any of those kind of things, right? You just need to go on their app and you can also be a star because they've removed all the barriers.
2: See, now I'm even in a worse mood now than I was at the beginning. Right,
1: I told you I have bad news for you. Well, I mean, I don't have TikTok. I don't... I. You know, And after I did this research, Jay, just to be honest with you, I don't know if I'm even going to have Facebook or Instagram after the end of this year. I mean, the amount of data, it's just frightening. Anybody, you want to do a deep dive on this? (laughs) I'm like, seriously, like, do I really want to be tracked endlessly, 24 hours a day, every second of the day? Even when you're not using the app, they're just collecting data. It's a data collection service.
2: I agree with you, you know, because it is scary. Yeah. But the last thing I want to talk about is that AR, AI artist, the AI rapper that was signed to Capitol Records. Yeah. And it, they got pushback, not because it wasn't a real artist. Okay. It's basically a computer program. Yes. It got pushback because of racial stereotypes that it used. Yes. Okay. <laughs> my my point is kind of to, to what we're talking about this this, com, this i'm not even gonna say artist this computer program was signed to Capitol records yeah where have we gone where these major record labels that produce the music that we love whether it's the Beatles, stone zeppelin sabbath purple metallica You name it, Van Halen, Aerosmith, all the way up. We we could could go on. We could have an hour episode of all these bands that were signed by these labels. How far down have we fallen where (laughs) these record labels no longer have a vision? They no longer want to have a vision. They no longer want to develop an artist. And I get it. It used to take three albums, two or three albums before an artist would hit. They would stick with a band for at least 3 albums because they figured that third album is going to be the one where it all comes together. Sometimes it came together on the first album, second album, whatever, but usually it was by the third. We can name a lot of different examples. In the 80s towards the end, it started to become one album, okay? Then it became a single. Like if it didn't if your single didn't hit you were you're pretty much done. And there's a lot of bands that you can, you know, yeah. as examples of that. And now it's like, if you don't have enough streams, if you don't have enough views, you're done. It's no longer about the music. It's no longer yeah. about, hey, I believe in this band. I believe in the songs that this artist is creating. It's all about, well, let's see the data. There's that ugly word again. Where's Let's see the data on this artist. Yep. And for Capitol Records, who has that iconic building yep. in Los Angeles, just just outside of Hollywood, I think it is. It, is it in Hollywood?
1: But yeah, I was a, I was not, I was there recently. Yeah.
2: Yeah. To have that iconic building, have those thoughts inside that building, I have no words. I have, no, I have no way to describe how disappointed, how angry and annoyed I am.
1: So you're not into the song economy, I take it. <laughs> no,
2: a good song is a good song, but I want to. I want to like a is- song on its own merit, on the authenticity. I, I I I don't know. I still believe in that. You know, checking out a song and falling in love with the band and falling in love with the with the music. I love that feeling.
1: Yeah, but um, our 8-year-olds the same way, right? So 8 and 12-year-olds, right? That's you know, 12 to but 15. But they're
2: not but 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 here's the difference. They're not falling in love with a song on their own. No, they're, they're falling not. in love because they're being manipulated. Yeah. Well, cuz all the data they're collecting on them, oh, they'll like this song as they yeah. get older. They'll like this song. There's no sense of wonder, there's no journey anymore. Thank God when my son was young, I think he was 10, maybe even younger than that. I bought him a CD player and like 10 CDs one year for his birthday.
1: Fantastic. Every so parent my, did. <laughs> because I wanted to
2: have a physical relationship with music. Yeah. Okay. And his music tastes are so different than his friends because That's he good. has that ability yeah. to, he's got an ear already at the age of 17 because. You know he listens to me. He listens to music. He doesn't like he's not. He actually I think he actually deleted TikTok from his phone. Very um, good.
1: Well, see, but, you know, he had a great parent. He had great parenting. You know, my my love of music comes from my parents. Right. Absolutely. But today's parents are, you know, like I said, they're busy. And TikTok is a great little babysitter, right? I mean, let's talk about, um, what was the guy's name? FK? Uh, the Not the guy. The, the, computer, uh, the computer, pro- computer program. So what happened with that was this computer program put out a couple songs, and they hit, and they hit really big. And then he put out another one, and, and it hit really big. And then... Again, in this economy that we're in, it's, it's the song driven. And they're like, well, this guy's this computer program has so many songs now that have hit. Let's just go ahead and make it an artist and put it out as an album and sign him and make it a real thing. Right. And I think other than um, the pushback from um, the woke generation um, and not that there's anything wrong with being woke. But they pushed back on it. And I was so disappointed that they pushed back on that aspect and they didn't push back on the fact that it's not real. Right. It's not real. Yeah. I mean, there's those people in the room going, oh, this this algorithm is the one. We're gonna run with this. All his songs are hitting Every and now we're gonna write every song to the algorithm and we're gonna make millions and millions of dollars off
2: it. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that point. that They weren't upset that it was that it was fake. <laughs> it was a computer program <laughs> being passed as a real artist.
1: Um, Bob, now, what does that tell you?
2: It tells you that that's accepted.
1: That maybe accepted, this is- and
2: that's the okay. that's the fear I have is that it's going to keep getting worse. Is like whether it's background tracks and li- at live music playing okay. things. You know, I saw an artist open up for a, a, a band a couple months ago. And I keep hearing like these keyboard tracks in a song and I'm keep looking on the stage. I'm like, there's no keyboards. I saw Vinnie Vincent at preacher's fest train wreck. That was <laughs> I hear drums and I love it loud. And there's no drum set up there. What? They use a drum track. That's why oh. ACE couldn't play. or kept screwing it up because ACE freely was up there on, on deuce. And I think another song, I can't remember he kept messing it up because cold gin, because he's not used to playing to a drum track. He's the guy's a, the guy's a freaking old school guitar player, you know, and he gets on the mic and he goes, I can play anything if I have a drummer. (laughs) 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 So uh, using a drum track and people are like putting their fists in the air. I'm like, it's not real. You know, I hear conversations all the time, background vocals being accepted at, at shows. If you can't, reproduce them live don't put them on the album or practice and put them on if you if your laptop determines whether or not you're going to get on stage that night you're not a musician okay how many times have you seen a musician where the monitors aren't working right i mean i've seen Richie cotton i see i've seen Richie cotton pull his pull the things out of his ears and just play yeah. He knows his instrument. He knows his songs. He knows how to play. He doesn't need monitors. You know?
1: However, you know, we're going to have a generation of young people that have a different opinion and that have been trained and have... That's the thing.
2: They're i
1: ...have been force-fed artificial music since the time they were eight or nine and, you know, fully accepting of artificial music um, written by a computer code by, you know people in a, in a room figuring out the data science and what what they're gonna like based on all their data that they have and they collected and you know if the there if that generation doesn't stand up and say look i want actual real music i want music from musicians you know it's okay and so if it's okay then there's just going to be more of it because it's profitable It's it's well, if there's nobody to pay, (laughs) like there's not an actual band, a songwriter, a publishing house. Like, who I mean, who keeps the money? Right. So is it more profitable for a record company to to work with a band and and build up a career and do artist development? Or is it cheaper to have the people that they already have on staff doing, you know, data analysis? Um, figure out a new algorithm, put up a, a, a fake artist, and sell it.
2: I'm so disgusted. I really. I know. I just, I'm,
1: My my pods are always so freaking depressing. I'm sorry, guys. No, because
2: um, I this isn't this isn't no. because <laughs> this isn't because of you. This is not because. Because <laughs> I've been fired up about this. Like, because I knew I'm like I want to have this conversation. And I want Christy to be a part of it because. I'm hearing more and more from artists that I talk to about this and about how, like, like I said, there has not been an artist that has said to me, I love TikTok. I love making videos and wasting my time making videos when I could be writing music. You know, <laughs> there's not one artist that that's out there. And then, you know, for the people that keep promoting TikTok videos, they're either they're either ignorant to what's happening, and I, there are a lot of people are, and I'm not saying ignorant in a bad way, just a lot of people don't know this information. Um, or you know, they feel like you know, getting views on a, on a social media platform is more important than what's actually happening in music. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, that's 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 really the gist of it.
1: Oh, um, totally. You know, oh, I got a 1. million streams and I got what, 2. million views and da da da. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, have you played out a live show? Have you, do you, are you working on your fan base? Have you you
2: actually written a song? Yeah, written. Do you know song structure? Do you know any of that (laughs) stuff?
1: (laughs) Working on your vocals? What's, I mean, music to me is actual music, you know, and, and to me, this is a harbinger of, Music is going to head towards, in my opinion, just my opinion, and, and a really shitty direction.
2: You know, well, I it's mean, it's becoming watered down. It's becoming watered down, and it's becoming yeah. accepted. Lip syncing is now accepted. Bass yeah. tracks is now accepted. Guitar tracking is now accepted. Why, if you're, if I'm paying, and, and here's the thing, if I'm going to pay all this money and all these fucking service fees, yeah, on, on Live Nation or Ticketmaster. And I'm not seeing a live product. What the hell?
1: Well, how are you going to tour uh, an artist like FK who's a computer program? Yeah. What are you going to do? Go- you're
2: going to have like the hologram?
1: Yeah, I know, yeah. and you're going to put on your VR goggles and you're going to watch a totally fake concert. And I mean, that's the metaverse, right? That's what Zuckerberg sees as the future. And that's obviously what TikTok sees as the future. I mean... And, and unfortunately what I think they're doing is just training the next generation of consumers who buy music as a product.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and, you know, is it the long game? Is there a conspiracy behind it? I don't know. I'm just looking at the facts, but everything points to, um, this being extremely acceptable for a younger generation. You know, you and I would be like, hell no, but you know maybe like your grandkid, if you have a grandkid or you know, my nieces who are in the age group that consume TikTok and are active users, they may be totally fine. They may be excited about it. They may want to go and see it. They may wanna see it. That may you know, and that's the part that scares me.
2: It all started when school districts started to cut music appreciation from their curriculum. You know, because even if they weren't teaching you rock music in first second third fourth grade they were teaching you music the, the authenticity of it whether it yeah. was orchestra whether it was jazz whatever it was you were taught that people played instruments yeah people practiced their instruments and that's how people became good at stuff now you have young people telling me online that sampling is 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 is, a, is a, you know that's a musician someone who samples music as a musician yeah what, what are you what are you talking about they're taking music that's already recorded from a guy who played it on the drums or the guitar or the bass or whatever and they're incorporating it in a song that's that music was already created yeah. They're just copy cut copy and pasting it into a song for a beat and for whatever they need that's not a musician He didn't create anything. He's taking something that was already created. I'm going to start showing things in in, in just a little bit. Well, you, you,
1: and you have to pay those people if you use their music. So it obviously is somebody else's music.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) You are taking somebody else's music. You're either doing it legally or illegally. And if you're doing it illegally, you probably get caught. If you're doing it legally, you're going to have to pay them. Right. So that's not your music. I mean, you know, tiktok's goal is to have anybody who wants to be a music creator why yeah. is that a goal why
2: is that a goal
1: that is their goal I don't understand they want to reduce barriers so like your nine-year-old kid can make a tiktok video and get signed to be a star
2: we're done yeah. we're done as a society so, yeah barriers I'm-
1: I want to end this uh, on uh, my personal opinion is just absolute shit. I am just so disgusted with social media and I just, you know, the the more you know about it, the less inclined you are going to be to use it. I think if you have some brain cells up there, what's actually really going on. So my advice to everybody listening to this is support your local bands, go to the Wayfair in Costa Mesa and you're in LA support the new emerging garage bands that are, you know, at their house on, on Monday through Friday writing songs and then playing out on a Friday, go buy a t-shirt, buy their CD, follow them, like their music, you know, go out there and like new emerging bands music, you know, flood their algorithms with likes and shares and, and things that you really like and and be and be bold you know get out of your streaming service and go to a record store and listen to something you haven't heard before you know try try not to be a slave to the algorithm basically that's stop my going
2: to, stop going to see cover bands you know stop,
1: yeah go see the original thing go support local new music in your hometown that's how you can help save rock and roll
2: nothing else left to say um than what chrissy just said but um think about what we talked about and we're going to revisit this again because this is an evolving topic that changes from month to month year to year in what's happening and i'm interested to see where the lawsuits go against tiktok i'm interested to see if there's any legislation in the u.s for tiktok uh, really interested to see where some of these influencers that haven't really put out any records yet, but they've gotten record deals. See what happens with these influencers yeah. um, that are that are I can't even say they are getting record deals based on followers instead of music. Uh. But I'm interested to see. This is this is something we're going to cover from from uh, time to time because this is really the core of why music is being watered down why it's being accepted, because we're being manipulated. We're we're accepting it being watered down. Yeah. So, uh, Christy, thank you very much for for doing this.
1: For all the bad news, yeah. (laughs) I'll come back. I'll keep my eye on these, and then we'll revisit it um, when we've got some news. So thanks for having me, as always. Love you, Pod. Love you.
2: (laughs) Thanks, Christy. Love you, too. Thanks for being a guest on the podcast once again. Christy always brings it, even though it's... It'll make you angry and it'll make you annoyed. But you know what? I want it to. I want to make people angry. I want to make music lovers angry because it's time to start pushing back against this stuff. And we're going to talk about it again, as I promise. This has been Jay Scott. This has been the Hook Rocks. Talk to you soon. Take care of each other.
0: Send, yeah, let's go.